You ready? Uh-huh. I appreciate it. Well, to all of our listeners out in Podcastville, um, I have a new co-host. I kicked the old chance to the curb. He's out of here. No one Sayonara. needs him. He's, he's gone. And he's I got a new co-host. He's lean. He's mean. He's a podcasting machine. I'm just sure. joking. It's the same chance, but he's married now. And he changed his last name. So now I'm going to introduce him in the Boy Meets World Fever way. Because it's Chance Meyer, Chance Meyer, coming on our show, Boy Meets World Fever. It's what he's doing. It's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me. Because it's Chance Meyer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good to have you here. Uh, It's true. I have a new name because my wife and I decided to do that and make a new name for our family instead of like her taking mine or mine taking hers yeah exactly Mm -hmm. makes sense to me how did you come up with that name though you know um it's a long story a big part of it is actually this podcast not uh, Mm. i would actually say a big part of it um put the idea in our heads because in the astrology episode Mm-hmm. we talked about how or at one point Justin and sarah said something about um uh water signs and earth signs being really good together like they make mud and i told my wife that and that became a running joke between us mm-hmm. so like the idea that her and i together are mud was kind of put in our heads at that point <laughs> um and then a lot of other bits and pieces, like a couple of Bible verses and um, like our history as people who have been like abandoned and stepped on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all just like, cause like, so she is like, she got divorced because of a cheating spouse who left her. Like I have been abandoned by like everyone in my entire life at one point or another um and even our stepson is adopted from a family who can take care of him so we're all just kind of people like kind of like found people mm-hmm. a found so, family that became a full family yeah um so just kind of that whole like kind of discarded but now coming up out of it aspect nice was part of it there's a there's a there was a lot that went into the name but well, I like it. M-I-R-E, Meyer. And a lot of it comes from the fact, because we would often say like, ah, we're just we're just good mud together. <laughs> and a lot of that was from that astrology episode. How fun. Well, there you have it. Um, new co-host with me here today, Chance Meyer. you by a24 unless someone real decides to sponsor us this is boy meets world fever and i'm one of your hosts cameron and i'm your other host chance and that's what i would have picked too yes it's a scary time here in boy meets world fever 
spooky season (laughs) except it's not because just like this episode which aired in february our episode is coming out in june neither Uh, one of those are spooky seasons you know cameron we're we're really bad at. i mean yeah if 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 it's not been obvious before no but like it's just now occurring to me that we're worse at this than we thought how so we are on this week of all week, talking about an episode where someone's killing people inside a school. Oh, dear. You're exactly right. Or, well, originally we planned to talk about it last weekend. <laughs> it's true. We, did. we planned to talk about it the day before it happened. Awkward. Wouldn't have been better, I suppose. But we wouldn't have known. <laughs> no, we would not have known. Um, there are no guns, so I feel a lot a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's um, definitely a very different vibe very different very very Um, different vibe we just want to say out there if you're planning on shooting up a school don't don't just don't that's not a joke we're not we're not kidding yeah just straight up not let's let's end this uh epidemic in our society and if you're listening to this and you are somehow a person with a lot of power and authority to make some changes happen do it yeah we need those we need those changes to happen yeah i guess can't vote much harder i guess we are not any more tone deaf for doing this episode than the nra is for hosting a convention in texas right now i like to think we're a little bit less tone deaf a little bit well that's what i said we're not any more tone deaf than right um and we understand the the craziness going on um can't wait for clips from keynote speakers and that to make it their way on the internet that's gonna be fun fun times Mm -hmm. a great time yes but i as a teacher and you as a para you know i just don't really want to think about that right now nope we want to think about kids dying in school in a funny way in a funny way like library books dropped on them yep but before we get to all that and i'm very excited to get to all that happy summer what happy summer chance happy summer we did it it's true. Today was our last day of school, both of us. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Not well, I got some like days to like check out, but the kids are gone. The kids are gone. And we did it. I'm done. And today, um, it was like part of the day was our field day, which like if you don't know what that is, it's usually like a day where there's lots of different um, competitions and like different games and activities that the kids get to participate in outside. Um, if any of our listeners don't know. Um, and so we did that for part of the day and then we had lunch. And then me and another teacher, we combined our classes together and we watched The Princess Bride. Um, Were you inspired by my wedding? I mean, maybe a little. Chance was married by uh, her. His wife's father did the performance dressed as the Dread Pirate Roberts from The Princess Bride. And he did the um, wedding speech. Mal wedge. (laughs) Wove. Woo, wove. Woo, wove. It's true. And... uh, in his speech, he gave me some Feeny quotes to remember during the marriage. He sure did. And I could name every episode that they were from. Because mm-hmm. we're like that. That's how our brains work now. <laughs> yes. I mean, they already kind of did. But now uh, they're on overdrive. But now, we were watching I never movie, knew the titles of all the episodes before. I do now. And it was it was just really funny as we're watching the movie. Because when I was like, we're watching this. And some of the kids had seen it before. But a lot of them haven't. And I feel like they walked the path of um fred savage throughout where they're like this is dumb and then by the end you know they're just like super into it mm-hmm. um, and it was just really funny because like you could tell who was paying attention because uh, like at the towards the end of the movie um princess buttercup is about to kill herself like she's got the knife above her heart and then wesley's laying in bed and he's like there's a shortage of perfect breasts in the world 
be a shame to ruin yours. And then a few of the boys in my class were like, <gasps> and like gave a, like a chuckle. And then one of them even like repeated it. <laughs> and then we told the kids beforehand, we're like, there is one cuss word in this movie, um, but they use it really well. And so they were like waiting, just waiting for it. And then it gets to the part where Inigo Montoya is fighting um, the guy who killed his father. And he's like, offer, offer me anything I want. He's like, anything you want. He's like, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. And um, all of all the class started clapping. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. And then one girl was like, wait, did he say it? And we were like, yeah. And then one kid's like, it was the B word. And she just like looked around and was like, bitch. <laughs> we were like, yeah. <laughs> Yay, he did a cuss. Yay. Good doing a cuss. Um, they were also just proud of the moment, you know, the triumphant moment. But revenge doesn't pay the bills. Not a lot of money in revenge. A six-fingered that movie's so good. If you've never seen The Princess Bride, you should go watch it right now. Can't stop the podcast and we're all going to go watch it and then we'll come back mm-hmm. and break. We're actually going to review, um, we're actually going to compare and contrast uh, The Princess Bride with Happy Death Day. Sure. Um, it's going to be a wild ride. I'm excited. And we're back. And we're back. Wow. What a great, what a great uh, couple of movies that was. I told you it wasn't that horror of a horror movie, Cameron. No, I had a, I had a delightful time good he was such a baby going into it mm-hmm. i get scared so easy he cried mm-hmm. i've had a lot going on anyway this is boy meets world podcast and we're here to talk about just everything everything there is to talk about about each and every episode of boy meets world uh, maybe not everything but a lot of things sharing the highs and lows of each episode um as we rewatch it together on this road that we call life it's what we're doing you're looking at me really funny. I just see where this monologue would go. It just kind of kept going. And then it just sort of the words just spilled out of my mouth. I was waiting for you to say, um, where my friends will always stand by me. <laughs> Cause don't you know, I've got friends who will always stand by me. Um, good to know. I got friends who will. Yeah. That's hilarious. That is good to know. Not don't you know? Um, yeah, I was just, you were, you were going. I was like, where well, Ooh, where will this go? Where will it lead? <laughs> See, here's the thing. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no, I had literally no idea. Um, Sometimes Cameron just spontaneously monologues. Mm-hmm. So it's um, a bad trait. Beg to differ. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yeah, I feel like we got a big task in front of us tonight. And we sort of dropped the ball multiple times before <laughs> getting here. Um, just because I feel like for so long, we're like, man. And then there was Sean. Like, what a big episode. Like, we're going to need to, like, pull out all the stops. <clears throat> just, like, go. Go all the way with it. We need a big guest or, like, do something special. And if you haven't noticed, it's just the two of us. Yeah, it's just the two of us. And we're not even in the same room. Not even in the same room. Because Chance yeah. lives far away from me now. We're having a much bigger event for next week's episode. Yeah. And that'll be fun. But that for this be. one, not so much. Which, in a way, is nice. It's kind of like when... um my brother, my brother and me skipped the 420 episode Yeah, and they just released 419 and then 421. They're like, it's too much pressure. It's too much pressure. Yeah. You know, and I do, I agree with you. I feel like we have a tall task ahead of us, um, but also maybe we don't. Yeah. I was thinking that because I mean, in terms of stuff to talk about, like we usually do, there's not a lot here. Yeah. I'm just going to go out, go out and say it. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh-huh. We're going to recap it and we're going to have some laughs. But I mean, by the very nature of our podcast, not a lot happens here. No, like 
the references are all super obvious like there's no yeah. there's a little bit of commentary we're gonna do on like sean's psychology at the end mm-hmm. but that's about it but like i don't i have i have one thing to bring up at the in the very beginning and i don't know what else we're gonna talk about yeah i'm, I'm not really sure i mean we're gonna talk about what happens yeah but in our normal fashion of like well let's dive into what is this was lauren really satan um, <laughs> there's not gonna be any not like, really gonna be in there <laughs> There's not gonna be any major theories. There's not gonna be like we're, we're not gonna dive into social commentary. We're not pulling up statistics. Like I don't, I just don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Which which is why it would have been nice to have some other people here. Um, but I will say I did watch this one today at school when my kids were at field day and I had a break and I watched it with one of my coworkers and she hadn't watched it in a long time. She wasn't available to do this tonight. She was going on a, a trip. We didn't lose our chance at a guest there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. And like, she seemed to really enjoy it. Um, we had a lot of laughs throughout because I mean, it's, it's a really funny episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I feel like this is just one that kind of draws you in. Um, it just seems really normal. And then suddenly it's very much not normal. Does it seem all that normal? I feel like it does. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Okay. But first, Karen, why don't you regale us with your history with this episode? Oh, yeah, might as well. So I was probably far too old for this to have been an issue. I was at some age in high school. <laughs> but I just want to preface it by saying I don't do scary anything like I just don't I get frightened very easily and it's not a feeling that I enjoy it's not like a thing that's like a rush or adrenaline that afterwards is like really feels good I don't like it It just stays with me I remember when I was a little kid seeing like just the trailer for Nightmare on Elm Street and was just freaked out and so but I was in high school and I watched like 90% of this episode so before any of the oh it was all a dream it was Sean you know, whatever, um, any resolution of what was going on. And it just, it scared me <laughs> particularly, um, particularly the creepiest person in the whole entire episode, um, which is the janitor, um, just still to this day. Um, yeah. I can picture him looking in your window, right? Freaks now. me out. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm like, am I going to look up? Like, I just got chills down my spine when you said that <laughs> I'm just like, I can picture him looking in your window. I don't want to turn around. Like, I know he's not there. <laughs> But he could be. <laughs> he could be there. I'm trying to find his name. Um, full cast. Oh, he's not saying. I don't want to. I don't want to Google him because I don't want to see him. I don't want to type in like Boy Meets World creepy janitor um, because that sounds really scary to me. Huh. I don't know. I'll do it. I feel like I found him before. I got okay, you. I'm going to face my fear. Boy Meets World creepy janitor. It's the first thing that pops up. Oh boy, here we go. I got you. I got you. You don't even have to worry. I'm, about I'm facing it. I'm going to. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Portrayed by unknown. That can be true because I found it once. Often rumored to be played by Joe Turkle. It certainly it certainly could be him. Whew, he frightens me, though. Oh, gosh. And Joe Turkle's not nearly as scary. And the director of the episode denies that it is, saying that it was an unknown actor, which I just I don't know. Whew. Oh, oh, there he is. Oh, my gosh. Why do they do this to me? Um, so it could be Joe Turkle, but it might not be. The face is familiar to me, though. I need to look. I'm looking up, up something. We're just letting you do your thing, man. I know. He just, he has a little hint of familiarity to me, um, but I can't quite place him. Joe Turkle or the janitor? The janitor. Whew. Oh, gosh. Just scares the crap out of me. Still. Anyway. But yeah, 
So for far too long, I never saw the end of this episode. And I mean, I knew there had to be some sort of turn because everyone couldn't be dead. Like Feeney can't just be stabbed in the back and dead. Um, But still, it, it scared me for a long time. I didn't really like this episode until a few years ago when I watched it as I was watching through. And I was like, oh, this is actually really good and not as frightening as I originally thought. And that is my story of my history with this episode and the creepy janitor. Um, I forgive you, whoever you are, not Joe Turkle. Come I forgive you show. for frightening me for all those years. So unrelated, but I'm looking at the cast list and at the very bottom of the cast list, mm-hmm. the very bottom, it says Jason Madison dinosaur. Yeah. I don't know what credit. that is. There's no dinosaur in this episode. Yeah. I'm, I'm puzzled. What is it? I just don't know. And then that actor hasn't really been in anything to be able to see who that well, it's a, it's a little boy. Dinosaur. What could it mean? Are there secret messages in the Boy Meets World cast? Maybe. Is Jason Madison part of the secret lineage of Christ? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> you don't know. I guess you're right. You don't know because you weren't there. I wasn't. I wasn't. You're exactly right. Um, I guess I will give us a synop. We've, we've put it off long enough. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's a Scream ripoff. Scream was real popular. So they do Scream in John Adams High. There we go. A synop. There it was. You did it. I don't know what else to say. Yeah. I mean, that. what else can you say? Sorry, I was, I've not seen Scream. So I was looking, I was trying to read a quick synop of that, but it's very long. And then I, yeah, again, don't like scary stuff. I was going to watch Scream with a couple friends for a bonus episode in between while you were gone, but it just didn't happen. Oh, man. So in an alternate universe, everybody, then just the continual history of us dropping the ball in this episode, just put that one in there too. Maybe, maybe we can do it as a bonus episode later. Yeah, why not? I don't know if I want to. I'm so scared. I will come over and hold your hand. Thank you. Um, oh, thank you. And cover my eyes at the scary parts. Yeah. Thanks. Do you have much of a history with uh, scary movies? Um, I didn't really watch them as a kid. And by the time I was a teenager, I didn't really have many emotions left. Um, so scares don't really work scary. on you. Yeah. Um, I find most scary movies just kind of boring. I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Um, there's some that I find like delightfully creepy, like uh, the original The Haunting, which is just so surreal and creepy. I'm just like, man, what is going on here? Um, I really like the Happy Death Day movies. Um, I was a early proponent of Jennifer's Body when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of taken on a cult classic, but it hasn't taken on a cult classic for its scariness, nor did I like it for its scariness. I think it has some very culturally interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Seems like I've not seen it, but it seems more campy. Yeah. Than scary. Which campy in scary can be a lot of fun. Um, I saw both rings as a kid and I didn't care. I saw the grudge. I didn't care. Um, I did really like saw kind of more, the more, psychological thriller um and i like the second one but the third one really lost me and i never never continued because it was more gross than it was scary Mm -hmm. yeah i've just never just that's not my uh wheelhouse um so it's never it's never really been my wheelhouse either i mean i've seen all the friday the 13th well probably not all of them but i've seen a lot most of the friday the 13th most of the nightmare on elm streets um I I don't think I've ever seen Scream. It's just been so culturally referenced that I feel like I have. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't Shaggy from Scooby-Doo in it? Isn't he one of the characters 
I don't know. I'm just going to look at the cast. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, who played Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movie. Um, so, I mean, I do a little bit of horror, but most of the time, if I hear about a horror movie, I just think it's going to be dumb and I don't care. Um, the last time I like really believed somebody when they were like, oh, this movie is so different and so scary was the first Paranormal Activity. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and was so I was very disappointed. <laughs> I was like, because sort of that found footage. Yeah. Ooh, I do love the Blair Witch Project. I think it's fantastic. Again, that's another one that I have an idea of what it is. But again, that's just through the cultural osmosis. Yeah. There are just some that I think do a really good job of like being mind bending and giving you that real creepy feeling. Um, I've always thought that fear of the unknown is like the scariest thing in the world. So like, like is jump- the creepy janitor looking through the window behind me right now? Yeah. Or is exactly. he not? Update. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> um, but jump scares, um, like, like monsters that are just going to m- maul you or whatever, anything yeah, like that. Thing. I'm just, it, it can be done really well. It can be like, done this super- can be fun. Yeah, it can be fun. They can be done really well. They can have great acting. Um, I just don't find them scary, but I can get that like. And the the original Black and White Haunting, not the remake with Owen Wilson, but the original, I think does a really good job of this, of like kind of making my skin crawl. Like, what's happening in this movie? What's real? Like, why is she doing that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I think what's fun about this episode, though, is that they kind of set up this sort of horror movie sandbox within the world of boy meets world and they just kind of get to play around with it it seems like everybody's having a fun time yeah and that's really what you get from this episode is the actors are enjoying it um before we really jump into it i do want to recommend um when the lockdown was happening and everyone was um at home the cast did do a uh watch log commentary on this episode um that was very fun i don't think i've seen it i need to yeah yeah definitely especially now that we've we've watched this episode i think it's worth seeing mm-hmm. um but yeah the uh the commentary is pretty fantastic that's I'm where you learned that the opening was just them messing around for a few hours and they didn't know they were being filmed mm-hmm. yeah yeah one second creepy janitor check he's not there constant creepy janitor checks <laughs> but listener he could be behind you he could know he might be there could be someone there. Fear of the unknown. You feel those tingles down the back you know, of your neck. Now that we're talking about my history with horror, I realized that I probably started reading H.P. Lovecraft way too early. Too early to catch the uh, racist overtones and undertones and tones. You know, when you read the books, that's not there as much. I mean, he is super racist. Well, there is definitely racism in them. But like, by the time I was 12-ish, mm-hmm. At the Mountain of Madness was one of my favorite books of all time. Um, Exciting. So I probably, probably my very early exposure to H.P. Lovecraft probably shaped a lot of my horror tastes. Yes. Something big and mind-breaking and yeah, well, H.P. Lovecraft is all rooted in the fear of the unknown. Makes sense. But yeah. that would be your your thing. And my thing is everything scares me and I hate it. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog was a bit unsettling to me. But Courage the Cowardly Dog is very Lovecraftian. <laughs> All right, then. Just there's a creepy barber episode. It just, ugh, I do not like it. Ooh, my, one of my greatest fears, though, is, and this is from a lot of things as a kid, but looking in the mirror and then my reflection doing something on its own. Oh, yeah. 
um like that concept like if i ever saw that i would probably just die mm-hmm. yeah I, I know something like with me that's really unsettling which kind of goes along with that because it's just like something you don't expect that's not supposed to be there but like when you are watching a show or listening to a podcast and they do some not like something expected like they have a new theme song but it's like they do the normal thing and then like change it in some way or it's like um the or it just kind of blurs the line a little bit all right i've not ever played it but doki doki literature club oh yeah where it's like i don't want to spoil all of it but what they do in that game um, where it seems like one thing and then subtly it shifts over time to be like this really like that seems very frightening to me of just like the line between fantasy and reality kind of blurring yeah even like listening to the podcast rabbits kind of did that for me oh yeah and i started listening to is it called tannis oh really i didn't know i did and then again it just was kind of like i don't like this (laughs) it's like i don't know what's real and what's fake and they're like talking about real people and i'm just like i don't know (laughs) I, i don't know how i feel about this I don't like it. I want my fake to be fake and my real to be real. Is that too much to ask? So like if you were reading a fantasy book and then suddenly there was a letter to you in it. Mm-hmm. My, I, I would hate it, I think. <laughs> it's just like, and then he pulled his sword out of the dragon and there was writing Cameron Liner. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. Throwing that book across the room. Yeah. Um yeah it's it's the mirror for me like i've thought i've had several dreams where the mirror moves on its own where like i walk by it and then like my reflection just stays there and even now like i'm just like oh (laughs) i get it though i really do so anyway let's we can get started let's dive in yeah to this momentous episode of boy meets world yeah and this so so episode of boy meets world fever this fantastic episode you're right legendary yes through a mostly just a slip of the tongue your wife called us the best boy meets world podcast earlier today it's true she did she was just trying to say the best episode of the show but she inadvertently called us the best podcast so sorry everyone else take that alden and sarah i was trying to do two different podcasts at the Mm -hmm. same time yeah and siege and siege and whoever does the feeny call i have not listened yeah i haven't met them yet Someday. 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 But this episode starts off like many other in Mr. Feeney's classroom. Mm -hmm. Still not entirely sure what he teaches. Seems to be government. Seems to be government or history. But the end sequence kind of has me wondering. Well, yeah, but that was a dream. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's his dream. So you tell me. I guess he tells me. Um, But according to Panger, still apart. Still broken up. And Sean comes in to class and Corey's sitting in his seat in the back of the class mm-hmm. instead of in his normal seat right behind Topanga. And Corey's just like, I can't sit there. I can smell her hair. I can reach out and touch her. I can watch her sweater rise when she raises her hand. <laughs> and Sean's like, okay, okay, I'll stay here. Um, and yeah, And this is all while class is apparently going on. Yes. But they're having Sean this is- conversation. Sean is late to class, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but he's just like, now Feeney knows I'm here. Like, I'm not in my normal seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's like, I just want you to know I'm here. I'm between you two, but I'm not in the middle of you two. Mm-hmm. And then we get introduced to a new character named Kenny. Yeah. Who asks Topanga to borrow her big pencil. 
Yeah. Which is so, literally very long pencil and very So big. this is this is one of the things I want to talk about. Why does Topanga have a big pencil? And why does Kenny want to borrow it? <laughs> I mean, like, it's the same reason we see Mr. Feeney have those scissors on his desk. But, this is this is Chekhov's big pencil. But but sure, but but the dream hasn't started yet. Still, it's Chekhov's big pencil. I mean, it is Chekhov's big pencil. It is here because it is there to kill Kenny. Mm-hmm. But why? <laughs> maybe, maybe Topanga, in her sadness, went to visit her parents in Pittsburgh. Um, and they took her out. And her dad probably bought her a giant pencil as a gift because he's not a very good dad. But then why does Kenny want to borrow it? What can, to write can... something. To write something, obviously. With the giant pencil? Wouldn't you want to do that? Just once in your life, just once in your life, wouldn't you want to take a giant pencil and write something? So I did ask Nikki this question, my wife, mm-hmm. my wife, your wife. Um, and she said that there was a time when she was in middle school, grade school, where giant pencils were like an in style kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone had them. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. I have no memory of this. Get them at the book fair. Maybe there was a book fair going on. <sighs> Everyone the, loves the book fair. The fact that before the dream, there's a giant pencil and that someone wants to borrow it is messing with me already. I'm like, this isn't normal. I mean, if we're be being more? 100% honest, do we know that this isn't the dream? Well, yeah, because I have to get detention. No, because I know he wakes up in detention. What if he falls asleep in detention, has a dream about getting detention, and then what happens after they get detention? Oh, so you're saying he's already in detention at this point. Mm-hmm. That would make more sense with Kenny's existence existence, and the giant pencil thing. And, and well, we're not there yet because there's some other things that happen before that. Because I feel like, like I said, this episode starts out feeling pretty normal. I couldn't get over the giant pencil. Oh, okay. As I can tell. Um, but it feels normal to just have a giant pencil. But the episode feels pretty normal for Boy Meets World, like relationship stuff. Mr. Feeney's fed up with the class. You're like, oh, he's going to teach him a lesson or, you know, whatever. But then, of course, it takes a turn. But we're not there just yet because Kenny asks Topanga to borrow the pencil. The giant pencil. The giant pencil. After Sean says he's not in the middle of things. And he's just like, they're not divorced, Kenny. It's a trial separation. And don't think you can just ask to borrow a pencil. You think I don't know what that means? Nobody's borrowed more pencils than Sean Hunter. And then they're just like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. And then Mr. Feeney, who may lend credence to your idea that this is just a dream, gets up there and says, we'll return you to this episode of Young, Young and the Restless after these messages. And that message is, shut up. <laughs> Love it so much. I don't know that Feeney would say shut up. Sometimes you do. <laughs> It was the 90s. Those were bad words. Mm-hmm. I don't like when I have to say it, but sometimes you just have to. <laughs> One time it was when we were doing our state tests, which are so dumb and I hate them. <laughs> but the class just like would not quiet down to settle so we could get started so that we could get done. And I was just like, guys, I'm saying this with every ounce of affection in my heart, and the love that I have for you all and every bit of respect that I can muster. But shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut And they were like, traps okay fine you're right (laughs) 
Um, yes. But usually sometimes when I say it, the class acts like I just said a big, terrible thing. Even even these days. I'm sure next year that won't be the case when I'm with middle schoolers. They'll probably tell me to shut up. And you'll be like, don't disrespect me, boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I probably won't say that. Um, but yeah, Feeney says that. Sean is talking about how this is what's going on. Like Corey and Topanga aren't together. Um, and then being again, is just another one that's like, this class isn't going to be more interested in the romantic goings on of the, of the people in it than it is in whatever the hell I'm talking about. Yes. Yeah. And he just has chapters on the board. Uh, chapter is like 12 and 13 and 23 and 24 or something yeah. like that. And it's like, what? <laughs> And then he's like, now, Mr. Hunter, Nebraska. And he's like, don't change the subject. Mm-hmm. This is why I think this is part of the dream. Because it's all nonsensical. And then yes. Vini's just like, one more interruption, one more outburst. And it's detention for all of you. Mm-hmm. And then what should happen? But the door opens and the creepy janitor's there. Creepy janitor yeah. check. I just got a chill down my spine. Whew, he's not there. Is he in that doorway? Uh, no. I see your your mirror image is held in the bathroom mirror, though. Oh. <laughs> now, fortunately, you didn't realize I was going to be doing these mirror checks, so you couldn't set something up with my wife where she's somehow outside. And then at some point, she just puts a picture of him right there. So I turn around and look and do see him, because I might die. <laughs> that happens. I just I might sh- die. <laughs> I should have planned that. I did not. Sometimes she texts me a picture of him. I love it. <laughs> That's love. That's love. Um, but the creepy janitor comes love in. And he's just like I'm feeling. that look on his face. You just have to Google it if you're ready to see the face of evil itself. <laughs> um, <laughs> just Boy Meets World creepy janitor. There he is. Um, but he's just there and he looks at the class and he like points his finger at the class. And this is where I'm like, this has to be a dream, right? Yeah. Like there's no there's no way this isn't a dream already. Because then Vini's just like, oh, I give up. And then they're all in detention. And it doesn't weird. make sense. They didn't do anything. The janitor interrupted. Why did they get detention for the janitor interrupting? You, you know, sometimes you just get fed up with stuff. <laughs> yeah. But also, usually I'm like, don't make me take away your recess. Oh, you'd better not. Okay, you've lost it. But I'm going to give you a chance to get it back. Because... I want my students to have that recess. <laughs> Mr. Feeney doesn't want to have to deal with kids in detention. Yeah, that's true. So who knows? Who can say? But they're all in detention. Um, and it's, they're complaining about it. And Mr. Feeney <laughs> walks by. They're like, what are we even doing in detention? I didn't think seniors could get detention. And he's like, maybe if you weren't acting like two-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Corey, not if I act like two-year-olds. <laughs> When one is mocking someone, one should wait till they are not standing in front of you or looking right at you. I'm not in my regular seat. <laughs> yes, because he had Corinne Topanga move seats mm-hmm. to other opposite sides of the classroom. So that, that was funny, though. I'm not in my regular seat. Usually you would be away from me by this point, but not, not in this moment. Um, Feeney says he's leaving because he's not in detention. Um, Which I don't know if that's how that works. Yeah, you can't really do that. Especially if you're doing like a really strict detention. Uh There will be no talking, no anything. It's like, how do you know? Yeah. How would you, how would you possibly know? And that's how you know this is a dream because Feeney wouldn't slip up like that. No. Feeney's not two on the ball. Don't, I'm scared to open my phone. Why? You just sent me a text message and I know what it's going to (laughs) be. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, gosh. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> the point. Why is he pointing like that? <laughs> I oh, thought that just geez. the eyes picture was creepier. Yeah, it's so creepy. Check. He's not there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were my friend. Your wife does it. Yeah, she's got she's got a pass. Um <laughs> Buffini's leaving, so he goes, and then Sean is like, Buffini's not in here, and he gets up to leave. And they're like, You can't leave. He's like, I'm not if I'm gonna spend an hour and a half in here, I'm gonna get my cheese product. So Velveeta. <laughs> Just some cheese products, maybe spray cheese. Well, it could be spray cheese or cheese whiz. He probably recently watched the goofy movie and he's like, Hey, that looks good. I'm gonna get some spray cheese. The Leaning Tower of Jizza. <laughs> I can't do a Polly Shore laugh to save my life. It's like so good. It's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was blocked. And they're like, they can't do that. It's against the Geneva Detention Convention. Yes. And this is when it all starts to go off the rails. Because what should happen next? Oh, no. The janitor comes. Yeah. Right? The janitor comes. And they get kind of eerie about it mm-hmm. he's every single time they just have him completely like washed out mm-hmm. like there's this white light right on his face so he just looks extra otherworldly especially to you especially to me he's frightening yeah i love it turnabog in fantasia has nothing on creepy janitor and episode of boy meets world creepy unknown janitor the fact that he is an unknown actor is kind of extra creepy though uh-huh it's like where did they find this man <laughs> Where did he come from? And more like, he could he could be right outside my window. He's Where not. did he go? No chance. I I shouldn't be doing this in front of a window. I'm gonna have chills this whole entire time. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. If it hadn't been for Cotton Jewel, I'd be married long. The name of this episode is Boys Meet Cameron's Deepest Fear. <laughs> Boys Meet Cameron's Deepest Fear. <laughs> Boys Meet Chance Gleefully Torturing. antagonizing Cameron. Um Yes, and they're like, do you have a key to get us out of here? And it does some, like, perspective shots from the janitor's point of view. Yeah. And he, like, holds up some keys very creepily in a menacing fashion. And then he strolls off on his way without letting them out. Mm-hmm. And then what should happen next? But the map on the board rolls up. And written in blood, it says, no one gets out alive. <laughs> and you're the first yeah. of many good Angela screams. The first of many great Angela screams. Uh Just absolutely wonderful. (laughs) Ah! Yeah, I cannot in any way, shape, or form do that. No, that was my best. I got sleeping people in my house, too. Nor could I do it, even if I didn't have any sleeping people. Um, Such a scream queen. Yeah. That's what they're referencing here, right? A scream Uh queen? Yeah, just a scream queen. Yeah. It's, like, so funny. Um, But then, yeah, because... She's like, says she's frightened. And so she goes over to Sean. He's like, hey, I kind of like this. And then the map rolls up. And he's like, I like this less. Yeah. And it just says no one gets out alive. Mm -hmm. Um, So then it sort of does a commercial break. And it cuts back to kind of that reveal of the map and the screen. Um, And then Sean is just like, Feeny. Like, Feeny's trying to teach us a lesson. I think he Um, knows that detention isn't like scary to us anymore so he's trying to teach us a lesson <laughs> he's mm-hmm. like what is the lesson angela says and Corey's like pay attention or die <laughs> pay attention or die and this is where they reveal that they all already know who the first victim is uh-huh. it's kenny and he's like why is it gonna be me <laughs> i'm like well it certainly won't be any of us <laughs> well, Just kenny, it's not gonna be it. any of us i mean come on <laughs> so 
just Angela even Angela's laugh is my favorite one because she's like looks still scared and then it's just like and just but I mean come on come on it's not going to be us um and then they start hearing a thump 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 that's the sound of our beating hearts Mm -hmm. something terrible is about to happen and it's coming in this door right now and the door opens and it's Jack and Eric Eric goes hi (laughs) ho yeah a real weird south park reference mm-hmm. i've never watched south park you i've only watched it a few times but i mean that's i mean i mean i guess in terms of the comedy rule of threes they needed a third south park reference for the episode oh okay with the two killed genies mm-hmm. if we understand the comedy rule of threes which we don't which we, we, we have unequivocally stated we do not <laughs> But they do it. They seem to do it in this episode. They hit, they hit that rule of three. Um, but it's them. They're like, what are you guys doing here? It's like, oh, I wanted to play some basketball. I miss the smell of the good old John Adams locker room. Uh, it's a really creepy vibe out there, though. And Topanga's like, creepy? What do you say? What do you mean creepy? Creepy? What do you mean? Um, and they say the janitor. It's like, oh, yeah. And there was blood in the showers. Blood yeah. coming out of the showers. Yeah, who's just emptying bins? Well, that's not so weird. Oh, and there was blood in the showers. Oh, this is just like that movie, Blood in the Showers. This is just starts like that, that running joke of, this is just like that horror movie. It's the same name of whatever's going on. Yeah, so Sean is the expert here. Mm-hmm. Is that a Which, horror movie trope? Huh? Is that a, ah, no, <laughs> Chance, no, no, please. Oh my gosh. Oh, you just about gave me a heart attack. <laughs> Sorry. It's just changed his Zoom background and it just popped up the face. Oh my gosh. How dare you? That was cruel. Oh my gosh. Okay, he's not there. I'm sorry. Boys meet Chance Tortures Camp. <laughs> I did. I I was covering most of the face, and I felt I was like, "Dang it, I I screwed it up." For the fraction of a second that you weren't, though, there was a moment when you weren't, and it freaked <laughs> me out. Um, but is that a is that a trope in a horror movie? What like an expert? Um, maybe kind of. There's always a leader. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. In this case, it's Sean. Yeah, because I mean, this is a self aware horror episode. Mm-hmm. where not every episode of a not every horror movie is self-aware in that way yeah and, and i think it makes sense with sean's like kind of cosmic fourth wall awareness mm-hmm. that um that he could churn up something like this <laughs> yes um but it's a fun little thing that runs throughout yeah i i feel like when they're like well, it's certainly not going to be any of us. What they're saying is like, we're main characters, mm-hmm. which I feel like Girl Meets World will take that and just kind of run it into the ground. Oh, yeah. They will crash that hardcore. Like, no, no, we're the main characters. You're the side characters. Yeah. Um, which is basically what this episode's doing, but like, they in only do way. it in this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like, well, <laughs> the main characters aren't going to die. Yeah. We, it wouldn't be us. It couldn't be us. Yeah. It is Angela, though. Oh, yeah. Eventually. Um, but they're in the room. They're like, the next person to die is going to be Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the light, you see the hand reach around. Well, Kenny 
kind of stands up for oh, himself right. to Sean. Um, Kenny kind of stands up for himself. He's like, no. And you know what? I'm going to ask to borrow a pencil if I want to. Um, and he's like, and you can't do anything about it. And that's when the lights. Then the lights come turn off. Our first clue who the killer is. Yes. Angela screams. Mm-hmm. Lights come back on. Angela screams. Sean's like, no, no. See, you're supposed to yell when the lights turn off. If you yell when they turn back on, like that defeats. That, like, that isn't scary anymore. She screams again. He's like, now you're just being loud. <laughs> <laughs> just being loud. She screams at him, and then they all finally look. And what should be there but Kenny up against the wall with the big pencil through his head? Yeah, dead. In case it wasn't clear. Uh, yeah, and the, the pencil line just follows him all the way down. <laughs> he just slides just... down the wall. The pencil line is down the wall, which is just funny. <laughs> Corey walks over, and he's like, "We'll always remember he was this tall." Yeah, we'll always remember he was this tall. <laughs> so funny. And then they're like, "Oh my gosh, they killed Kenny." Mm-hmm. so everybody freaks out oh wait we've got a we've got to fix a timeline thing right now what so eric took a year off of school and then went to school as a freshman uh-huh. jack says he's older than eric we're not there yet oh okay we don't have to fix it yet yeah that's when they decide they go back into the classroom and Eric stays out in the hall. Oh, right. Right before Feffy. Yes. But they, they all run out and the lights are flickering. Yep. And this is my favorite part of the episode. Welcome to John Adams High, where you, you are, are gonna, gonna die. die. Oh, what is the next line? I feel like it's a little unclear right here. But then later it's the grab a knife, grab a gun. Yeah. You're going to have some fun. Here's Death is knife. on the menu tonight. Here's have gun. We'll have fun for everyone. Death is on the menu tonight mm-hmm. yeah but they're out in the hall freaking out and he's like this is where feeny the lights will flicker again and feeny will appear and reveal his his diabolical plan mm-hmm. but there actually is an important important thing here that mm-hmm. i want to touch on okay they're like he's like they're like well we need to get out and sean's like you can't get out Feeny's the only one with the keys. And then they all take off running to go who knows where. <laughs> mm-hmm. They go like every which way. And then they end up right back where they were. Maybe they're trying other doors. But Sean does not go with them. Uh-huh. Like I kept pausing to see Sean is not in the crowd. Yeah, as they're like running back and forth across the hall. Yeah, as they're running back and forth across the hall. And then they get to the, the doors and start beating on it. And Sean comes from the side of the screen. So, like, the episode itself is giving, like, it's keeping it consistent that Sean is the killer. Mm-hmm. Like, the episode itself is actually doing a fairly good job of, like, giving him opportunity. Now, yeah. obviously, the fact that there's a shrouded figure running behind them and in front of them and turning off lights. Okay, that's a little... A little different, yeah. That that's a little different. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they do the joke a couple times where it's like it's going to be a shrouded figure right behind us, and they turn around to look, and he runs across the foreground of the yeah. camera, um, which is very funny. And if, but I feel like also just thinking about it, even the name of the episode. I mean, it's called "And Then There Was Sean," which is a reference to "And Then There Were None" by Agatha Christie, uh-huh. which is um, a murder, not even a murder mystery. It's a murder book where it's like these ten people are on an island. There's a storm that kind of cuts off the connection of the island with everywhere else. And they just start getting picked off one by one. Um, and you're like, you know, you're like, oh, is there a killer that's out here? Like another, is there an 11th person that's here killing us off? Or is it one of us mm-hmm. that's doing it? Um, 
And so like, this is kind of like you could get that same vibe. And it turns out it is one of them mm-hmm. that is the one who's killing everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was just impressed that they really do like give Sean the opportunity to kill everybody. Like mm-hmm. no, none of the others could have done it because they were all together. So none of them could have killed Feeney. But Sean Feeney. could have killed Feeney. Could have been the janitor. Yeah. Good. What a hero. <laughs> janitor check. It's just one of these times he could be there. He could. And I you don't never like know. It. He was he was on your computer just a second ago. You better not have texted anybody to do an emergency print job and give them my oh, That would have been a great idea. I can do that. No, you can't. Don't chance. Do not. I would I would literally die. <laughs> and then you'd make me go out there and peel it off the window. No, thank you. I'll just lower the cur- lower the blind for the rest of my life. <laughs> we're blind closed family now sarah we do not open this blind <laughs> um yes but the lights are flickering and um he's like now feeny will be here and then feeny's there and they're like oh feeny you sure showed us like mm-hmm. you, you tricked us we're sorry we'll pay attention or whatever and then sean claps him on the back and he just to his knees to his face scissors mm-hmm. in the back yeah which we did get a glimpse of the scissors earlier like feeney had them in his hand and set them on his desk yeah murder yeah. number he, two huh then murder number two yeah yeah and then um they make the oh my god they go feeney which is the third mm-hmm. south park um, reference south park reference don't know why they're making south park references but okay it's just of the time i guess I feel like it was a big big new thing at that point late 90s and but not really with the abc crowd i don't feel like uh, maybe they're trying to appeal to the everyone else <laughs> hey come watch boy meets world we make a south park reference you guys that could be that's actually very probable um and they all run back into the classroom to have another confab uh-huh. and this is when they're like who's not gonna how, who do we know who's gonna survive and they're like virgins virgins never die yeah and topanga looks offended when Corey's like thanks for saving me <laughs> um and then eric goes well i'm dead and jack goes yeah i'm dead too and sean i'll get as sick as you could possibly get without actually dying mm-hmm. uh angela doesn't say anything yeah they 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 do not comment on angela no which maybe because sean's dating her he doesn't want to like speculate uh-huh maybe that oh. yeah that's probably the case but he lives with sean and eric mm-hmm. people talk people talk walls talk mm-hmm. those cheap college apartments walls yeah. talk they talk um and then they're like wait feeney's dead go feeney go feeney it's like he was he was married you guys <laughs> yeah there, there's a lot of really weird like like character breaks like the go feeney or when uh Corey is like, how is the water pressure? Oh, so good. <laughs> Got all the soap out. <laughs> There's like a lot of weird, like, what's happening? Yeah. I thought we were against murderers right now. <laughs> um, yes, but they're having that conversation. Um, then kind the of blinking wheels, on the order of events right now. The wheels start scree- creaking. Oh, right. Sean's like, don't say it. And Corey turns around, the janitor's the killer. And Sean's like, and that's the end of the janitor. Yes. Uh, so they go out and the janitor cart, his little trash barrels rolling by. And mm-hmm. Sean's like, Angela, are you tired of screaming? And he's like, yes. And you don't want to look in here. And Corey looks in there. He's like, there's like 15 retainers in there. And this. And it's the janitor's head. Yeah. Well, his whole body's in there. He just looks And then they just kind of push it off. Yeah, it sort of rolls away. <laughs> Angela screams. Happened? 
everybody starts running. Mm-hmm. Um, is this when the phone rings? No, not yet. Is that after Feffy? That's after Feffy. That's the of, next. That's the next thing before the library. Right. They sort of are running around, and then they stop, and they're like, "We have to face the facts that the killer is one of us." As in the cult movie classic, the killer is one of us. Yes, exactly. So they're like, "Who here, like, would have the drive, and the reason to be a psychopathic murderer, crazed psychopathic murderer?" <laughs> and who who would? That's the question. Yeah. They're all they're all eyeing each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they decide, well, what we have to do then is we leave somebody out here. Yeah. Um, there's a few important Sean moments that we've kind of skipped over. Uh-huh. I just want to go back to them real quick um, just to kind of touch on them because I think they're interesting. Uh, the first one is where Feeney's dead and he realizes that he's he's wrong. He's like... But but I'm wrong. There's like there's like a weird confusion going on in him. Mm-hmm. His um, dream is out of control. Yeah, his dream is out of control. Kind of uh, I don't know. Not careful what you wish for, but um. And then earlier when the the thing is like it, it's not the janitor. Like you just you just killed him. Topanga's like, no, Sean, you're wrong. And he goes, you were wrong to break up with Corey. Mm-hmm. Like these weird like outbursts from Sean. Yeah, it's like okay, Sean. No, she wasn't. Because the show earlier in the episode, it makes the point of like, when your girlfriend stabs you in the back, she's like, I didn't stab him in the back. He stabbed me in the back. It's like the show is already wanting us to forget. And again, make Topanga seem like unreasonable. Yeah. They've been doing that for a while now, like trying to make Topanga seem like the bad guy. And I just don't get it. Like Corey did stab her in the back. Yes. It's like, I'd rather stab myself in the back before I stab you in the back. It's like, well, I guess you got a knife in your back. Yeah, it's like from yourself. Course. DNA evidence suggests that you put it there. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so he's, but we see that with Sean through like mm-hmm. the whole thing where he is just like this, this subtle commentary on Corey and Topanga's relationship. Yeah, and <clears throat> how he's dealing with it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Probably watching a lot I of feel horror like, movies. Well, and I feel like the statement like, I was wrong was more of a statement of like, I thought they'd be together forever mm-hmm. than a statement of like, I was wrong that Feeney died. Yeah. It's kind of bleeding through a little bit. Yeah. The lines are blurring. That makes Blurry. sense. Huh? I said, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So they decide that someone needs to stay out in the hallway. And Eric's like, I'll do it. I'm the oldest. And Jack says, no, I'm the oldest. So yeah, but I've lived the longest. Okay. You can stay out here. <laughs> so I think an easy explanation for this though, is it's Sean's dream. Yeah. And he really doesn't remember who's the oldest. Yeah, I guess that works. I was just wondering if, like, maybe Jack went to community college for a year. And... Yeah, like, why is he just starting college? And yeah, Jack t- or Eric took a year off. Like, why is there that age difference? If Jack's older, uh-huh. I think at this point we'll still just say Eric is older. Yeah, and I think Eric is. It's older. just Sean doesn't really know, and since it's in his mind, works for me. Mm-hmm. But they all go back in the classroom and leave Eric in the hallway. Yeah, and he's making music. He's like, da na na. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a whole part where he was doing that, and Topanga's like, "Stop it!" It's and not then uh, done. I'm done. Yeah, which um, is a pretty famous GIF you can find if you Google mm-hmm. dun, dun, dun. World GIFs, huh? I said, "Dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun." Um, and he should run into the it girl of Hollywood herself right now, mm-hmm. and uh, some guy named Will Friedle's girlfriend. Was he Jennifer really? Love Hewitt. Yeah, yeah, they were dating at this time. That's why she did the show. 
that's funny. I didn't know that. Yeah, no one thought Scream was going to be as big as it was, and it kind of propelled her from like a similar someone status. who would appear on Boy Meets World. Yeah, like well, because they were they were pretty much of a similar status. Like she was mostly known for Party of Five, mm-hmm. and you know he was mostly known for this show, and they were both pretty popular shows. Neither of them was like the main character, but they were both very prominent characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were of like of pretty similar status, and then she did Scream, and just her yeah, her star rose. Her cred did she took also off. Do I know what you did last summer, huh? Did she also do I know what you did last summer? Um, let's check. Chance Google something. Killer check. Janitor checked. No janitor. Uh, if only I could get him there. I appreciate you not. Jennifer Love, he went. She wasn't. I know what you did last summer. Um, oh, that was actually the show that that was the movie that propelled her into stardom. Was I know what you did last summer? Not Scream. Mm-hmm. This she episode is scream? just a Scream reference. Oh, but she's not actually in Scream. No, she was in. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, I guess that uh, is Nev Campbell, which is the joke. Yeah, the one from the with the hottie hot hot from Party of Five. Yeah, and oh, Nev Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like duh that's very funny. um which if this was not sean's dream a world where party of five exists but jennifer love hewitt is jennifer love pfefferman would be incredibly hard for us to <laughs> to make sense of but we don't have to we don't have to do that we do we not do not have to mess with it thank goodness um yes but eric sees her in the hallway and just like starts kissing her a, a, a high school oh, wait, no. girl he's like you're the killer you're gonna tell me you're not the killer because you're beautiful and you think i'll believe you just like the movie you're the killer and i know you're gonna tell me you're not and then she's like i'm not the killer oh i believe you and then he starts kissing her and she's just like i'm new here and he's like kissing her neck the whole time saying i'm new here didn't i know you got locked in the library there's like creepy janitor paul's like you're very friendly yeah (laughs) and then she's like i'm jennifer love pfefferman it's like it's a beautiful name. Can I call you Feffy? The 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 framing and how she says my name is Jennifer Love Pfefferman uh-huh. is hilarious. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Can I call you Feffy? Everybody does. Right Which, up there with Jasmine Fontana. It sure is. <laughs> it sure. Nothing's up there with Jasmine Fontana. It's more than it should be. Yeah. This one's this one might be up there. Can I call you Feffy? Everyone does. Everyone does. <laughs> yeah, which I've always wondered. And I don't know that anyone can answer this question. Was there like a affectionate nickname for Jennifer Love Hewitt? Like Huey? I don't know. I've like, never known. It's never something I've known. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. In my mind, it starts with a P. No, it doesn't. Jennifer Love Pfefferman. The wiki doesn't really say. Yeah, I'm looking at her wiki right now and I just don't see it. I feel like this is like a a joke somehow that we're just missing. Yeah, I feel like it should be something, but yeah, we just don't know it, which is fine. So if you at home no. know what this is, let us know. Tell us, please. Um, but yeah, but then the rest of the, the gang comes out and they're like, she's the killer. He's like, no, she's not. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, you can hang out with us, which is so stupid. Uh-huh. You, know, you can't let this stranger in the camp. There's a killer on the loose. Uh, but then the phone rings, and uh, <laughs> this is so great. Feffy screams because the phone yes. rings. And then Angela looks at her, and she she screams. She's like, that's my thing. Like, yes, girl, <gasps> I am the screamer around here. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they answer the phone, and Jack is, and it's like, you like to watch scary movies, which is a reference to Scream. 
because mm-hmm. the opening scene is Drew Barrymore talking on the phone with some random person that she doesn't know, yeah. asking her about scary movies, and then it gets crazy, and then he kills her, uh, we assume. So for everyone at home, we just had a little hiccup. My computer restarted. Um, so we lost rhythm, but also I just want everyone to know that my desire to join with a picture of the janitor as my screen was so very strong. You know what? I'm proud of you for not. I just might have died. I thought that to myself. When you disappeared and it was just me by myself, I got scared for a second. <laughs> I, the the temptation to join with a picture of the janitor as my as my screen was so very strong. Thank you, Chance, for your restraint. <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't torture my friend. And I love you. I love you for it. Uh, so we were talking about Feth. Mm-hmm. And they're talking on the phone. It's like, do you like horror movies? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, oh, I like that one with the, the hot, 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 hot from Party of Five. <laughs> and then yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt goes, Nev Campbell? And Eric, with Jennifer Love Hewitt right there, goes, duh. <laughs> the fact that they're dating in real life just makes it all the better. It's yeah. like, did you ever watch the episode of Friends where Brad Pitt was on it? Yeah. And he like hates Jennifer Aniston's character. Yeah. And that's when they were dating at that point. Or were they married? Did they get married? Brangelina was a thing. Mm-hmm. But I know that was after <laughs> Brad and Jennifer. I have no idea is what I'm saying. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, just one of those things where it's like, it's meant to be funny because of the real life side yeah, of the, it. The real life relationship behind it. Duh. <laughs> um then eric takes the phone though and it rips off the cord he's like it's okay because when the killer comes we can hit him with this yeah and the cord and everyone's off. like we can call out for help with that and uh-huh. eric misunderstands he's like you're right because we can hit the killer with this yes um and then he rips it off <laughs> but then it he it rings and the killer's still there he's like uh-huh uh-huh talk 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 he's like making the hand motions like this guy just won't shut up and I'm like, Eric, what did he say? He like, said what all killers say. He's coming here. And he's going to kill us. And he wants us to wait right here. Uh-huh. So they all just start running. Yeah. They take off running to the place where Feffy is from, the library. <laughs> so they go in there and Eric's like, I didn't know the school had a library. Jack says, every day is a new adventure. <laughs> um, they, Eric's like, I know this isn't the smart thing to do but we're going to split up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that way the killer can't get all of us at once. And so they do Corey's with Feffy, um, right? Yeah. Corey goes with Feffy and Angela and Topanga go together. Sean disappears. Mm-hmm. And, then and Jack is with Eric, I guess. Yeah. Jack is with Eric. Um, killer Jack. Not there. Not there. I didn't, I didn't get the windows around me. Um, I like to think that if you did someone to someone to do that, my gate is pretty like messed up. And so I would hear them. As they're trying to get into my backyard. Mm. I'll plan right. it on some night when you're not expecting it. Maybe when there's oh. a thunderstorm. Chance, please don't. Like, <laughs> I'm begging you as your friend. Don't do this to me. I didn't even join with a picture that I thought about very intently. Uh, I do appreciate that. Um, but they're in the library and Corey's talking to Feffy uh, I don't even, about nothing. Uh, not nothing. Yeah, why would anyone want to do this? We're good uh-huh. kids. And she's and like, Topanga's we're going to make it like, through this. is walking in the background at the two of them Menacing. talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, and then she she kisses him on the cheek. Mm-hmm. But I think that she kisses him is kind of the, the symbolism here. Like, mm-hmm. they met a random girl and she kissed Corey. Yeah, brown hair. Of, huh? Brown hair. Yeah. Beautiful. Funny name. Funny Feverman, name. Mount Sun. <laughs> 
Lauren Satan. <laughs> Lauren Satan Mountain. Yeah, and uh, and then the books fall on her, and then in perfect dream logic, Corey's not there. Mm-hmm. Corey disappears. He's he's gone. Uh, but then Eric comes around. And he's like, "Oh, Feffy," and she's like, "I saw, I saw who who it was." Save your breath, time. Feffy. There's plenty of time for that later. Eric, I'm dying. Oh, well, then oh. you better say. Oh yeah, <laughs> the killer was, and then more books fall on top of Eric. <laughs> And kill yeah. him. Yep. In terms of and horror then, movie deaths, that's got to be an interesting one, right? It wouldn't kill anybody. <laughs> it, you might get a concussion. Yeah. I, I mean, that's possible. But that's not going to kill you. No. Um, and then Jack, Eric, Feffy. He was my roommate. I didn't really know her. <laughs> he was my roommate. He paid half the rent. I can't afford to live in my apartment anymore. If I don't want to live, can't live in my apartment, I don't want to live. So he goes out to the ledge of what we've seen several times, like a three-story school. Again, not going to kill you. I mean, it would certainly hurt. It would It would probably break your legs. If you go head first. If you I guess if you right. really worked on it. Uh-huh. But then Angela comes out and she's like, no, Sean is still your roommate. You can still make rent. He's like, you're right. Let's get back inside. Then who should be there but this figure in a robe with a skull mask who just like pushes and pushes all that's left the is the the three mm-hmm. Eric and Feffy dead by books mm-hmm. Angela and and Jack splattered on the ground <laughs> have their have their ankles mildly twisted by being on the ground <laughs> I just always whenever I think of someone like jumping off of something this is a completely random aside there's this episode of Dragon Ball where this um, a general in the Red Ribbon Army jumps out of an airplane without a parachute and just lands on his feet on like Master Roshi's island. Uh-huh. And I just always think of that one, think of falling from a big height. He's just like, just like ready to go. That would yeah. never happen. General Blue, man. Is that who it was? I'm pretty sure. Blonde hair, I think. Yeah, blonde hair, Nazi yeah. vibes. Yeah, like classic military. Yeah, like you said. I mean, that's the Red Ribbon Army in a nutshell. Yeah. But anyway... Um, but they're there and they're just like, what are you, what are you trying to do? What do you want? And then yeah, the, Sean says, I know I was wrong before, but I really, really think this guy's the killer. <laughs> You've just killed him, Sean. You've killed him. Uh, but then the, the killer comes and takes Corinne Topanga's hands and puts them together and then backs Sean away. Rips off the mask and it's him. It's him. And they're like, Sean? And then he looks back and has the exact same face as the killer. And then you just hear Sean, Sean. Sean, mm-hmm. Sean, wake up. Feeny looks like he's going to murder you. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've fallen asleep in detention where you've been this whole time. Yeah. I think since before the episode started. Yeah, it makes the most sense. It makes the most sense of the giant pencil. Mm-hmm. And the janitor. Yeah, and the janitor. Maybe they were kind of based on events that Sean saw beforehand, like the splitting up of Corey and Topanga. Maybe Topanga did have also just like a comically large pencil. Or like just a regular large pencil, but in his dream it was comically large. No, I just want her to have a regular pencil. <laughs> no, she has a gigantic. She just has like a long one. Maybe it's a silly one that twists and turns. Yeah, or maybe Kenny really did borrow a pencil, and Sean saw it as something. So in his dream, it was exaggerated. Mm-hmm. That could be, and it was a murder weapon. And it was a murder weapon. Well, always remember he was this tall. <laughs> um. And he, yeah, and he's like, no, Feeny's not the killer. I am. And Corey's like, what? (laughs) 
Um, yes, but then he like gets up and basically this is our, um, I guess it's the, what'd you call it? The parlor scene. I, yeah, I guess. In, in a way, it's more of a murder mystery where the detective is explaining everything, except nobody knows what Sean's talking about. Yeah. That's why I killed everybody. Mm-hmm. But he makes um, it all about Corey and Topanga breaking up. And it's just well, like, this the thing he could always depend on. And now he doesn't. Yeah, really what Sean is talking about, though, is something incredibly real, like the need for stability in life mm-hmm. and how, like, this has been the most stable thing in his life, the thing he's always known, and the thing, like, he kind of desires, as he said several times, like, breaking apart. And it's kind of tragic, like, he's losing a piece of himself, like, Man, if not only I, if not only, even them, the one thing can't be solid, like what can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's probably a part of this whole thing that's like, maybe I'm the problem. Like, maybe I'm I'm the villain. Yeah. Um, but then Feeney says the worst thing you could ever say to someone in Sean's <laughs> place. Like, the, the most tone deaf anything that's ever been ever. Feeney goes, yes, something bad happened, Mr. Hunter. And for the very first time... You had nothing to do with it. You weren't a part of it. <laughs> Feeney? And he calls him like a troubled individual. Yeah, you're a troubled young man. I recognize that from the movie. Troubled young man. But can we go back to that line for a second? <laughs> it, it could be playful. This boy is working on abandonment issues from both of his parents multiple times. Those are his fault, Chance. Those are his fault, and Beanie knows. In a family that has done crime and expects him to do crime and doesn't accept him because he doesn't do crime. And for the very first time, (laughs) Beanie, what are you doing? What is this choice you've made? I don't know, but he's made it. Did the show just forget that their own, like, psychological Sean issues that are very consistent in this episode? They just forget for a second and decide, yeah, Feeney's going to tell him that his parents leaving is his fault. I guess from that aspect, yes. You're right, Feeney. He deserved to get stabbed with those scissors. For the very first time, Mr. Hunter, yes, your parents leaving you was your fault. Turner getting in that wreck was your fault. Mm Mm-hmm. Joining the mob, that was on you. (laughs) Running drugs for the mob. Well, that was on him. That literally was. The trauma caused by wanting connection with your brother and not being able to get it, that was your fault. (laughs) (laughs) But this one, no. No, no, This one's not. You're good on this one. Um, Your your brother, I forget, computer stealer. Mm -hmm. Your brother, computer stealer. Danny? Danny, maybe. We'll call him Danny. He he, he kicking you out of the family because you won't do crime. That's your fault. Yeah, if you just did crimes. <laughs> do crime, Mr. Hunter. Do crime. <laughs> That's a good Feeny. I just, when I heard that line, I, I did a legitimate double take. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> this is a deeply troubled young man with major abandonment issues who probably blames himself constantly. Mm -hmm. I feel like the show doesn't realize that that's what it's done. But they keep doing these psychological episodes about Sean to show... What if they're just getting lucky? There is no pattern. We're just finding Uh it. Yeah, it's just noise. But our human minds make make it make sense. But the show is just noise. It could be. But they keep, like, hinting at, like, even with, like, the, Corey, you don't deserve that stuff, and the... Um, the you have a great relationship with your dad. No, we don't. All he does is talk. 
they keep like hinting here and there about Sean's like major psychological trouble. Yeah, he's definitely the whipping boy of the show. Poor Sean. He deserves better. Um and Feeny, this is all Feeny needs. He's good. Sean learned his lesson. You can all go. Mm-hmm. You've learned enough. And so they all turn to leave. And then from behind the computer, guy in a black robe with a mask. Yeah. I actually have an explanation for this. Mm-hmm. Sean saw that guy walking around earlier and was like, I wonder if that's a killer. And then he went to sleep. And a killer. Yeah. And he, the killer knew that Feeney was going to give him detention if he found it. So he was hiding. Yeah. But it was like that's... imprinted in Sean's mind. In his psyche. There's a killer around. Um, but then we have the tag at the end, which is really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. It's frustrating. <laughs> yes, where Feeney's just like asking the class questions and they're standing up. Sir, Mr. Feeney, sir. Mm-hmm. Like saying the answer. And Topanga's even like, I don't know, you stumped me. And he's just like, triumphantly. Um, but then he asks Angela the Pythagorean theorem, which I'm like, what class are we in? Yeah. And she like says A squared plus B squared equals C squared. And Corey's like, actually, I've written a paper that refutes that concept. It's just because a black woman said it. That's the only reason Corey would. Yeah, what a jerk. Um, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I hope that's not the text that's being. I, I don't think it is. I'm just trying to put some social con, some social controversy into this. We, I don't think we need it, Chance. Let's just let's leave it off. We already had Mr. Feeney telling Sean that he's a terrible person. <laughs> everything leaving him is his fault yeah obviously it's your fault sean killer killer you're the killer um yeah he's like i accept my fields um award for mathematics i will thank you sir mr feeney sir yes and then he wakes up in the classes throwing papers and being two-year-olds once again mr yeah like the scissors and it plays the the scary music um topanga's like i can't roll my r's mm-hmm. but she's like Arriba! was really good she did uh-huh. a really good job with that yeah it was, it was it was a fun time i feel like yeah. everybody just had a fun time in this episode uh-huh just all so rating ratings um it seems like a cliche but i do think i want to give this one a 10 oh wow creepy janitor and all creepy janitor and all check he's not there Whew. don't fine <laughs> i could see the look in your eye <laughs> um yeah i mean i just think this is a really fun episode it's completely inconsequential completely um but i think that's they they play with it really well like they they do something good with it and yeah it's still really funny even though it scares the crap out of me that janitor still as evidenced by this episode um so don't i can see i'm not doing it (laughs) um so yeah i think i'm gonna give it a 10 though okay um gosh a 10 i've given so few 10s i have to do i give and then there was sean um i think it continues the trend of sean being the deepest character in the show um i mean like not even close nobody <laughs> even comes close to sean's depth in the show no he's really the only real person in the show when you can't and i think about it um so it continues it continues that well everyone is funny um it's a very funny episode Phoebe's line at the end is very perplexing <laughs> but i've never noticed it before the first time ever it's not your fault i by the way i blame you for turner's motorcycle accident you know what you did <laughs> you just um, had to join that cult so god would teach you a lesson <laughs> by punishing turner um i 
you know, we can give it a 10. All right. First full 10. I think this is our first full 10. Did yeah, give, maybe. Did we give um, on the, the radio air, on, on the air? That might be. That might have been one that we both gave a 10. Yeah. It was very high. Mm-hmm. It was very good. Um, yeah. I know that um, he said, she said. Is that the Topanga and Corey? That had very narrows it down. The Topanga and Corey episode. But where they um, thought they were making a sex video. That uh, sounds no. wildly different than what... Uh, <laughs> No, that's um, uh, Wake Up Little Cory. Yeah, Wake Up Little Cory. I think that one got really high, too. That one got really high. Um, B&B's B&B got really high. I think I gave B&B's B&B a 10. Yeah, there's been very few. Yeah. If there has been. Those are like the few episodes I think could have been 10s across the board. Yeah, but... But that's it. Oh, but what do you call it? Um, It's it's odd because as far as we know, Cory is only in the episode at the very end. Mm -hmm. So I think it would have to be Boy Meets Nightmare because the only thing he knows is that Sean is having a nightmare. Right. Boy Meets Feffy. Can't be that because he never met her. No. I mean, we've given ourselves the the box that it must be with Corey. We have to follow the rules. Um, And it's Dream Corey throughout. um, Well, Boy Meets Dream Killer. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Sean sees himself as a killer of dreams, and he's also a killer in a dream. Yeah, but does Corey meet him? Well, Sean. He meets Sean the dream killer. Yeah. In Sean's own mind. Yeah. That's fun. Corey meets the dream killer, or boy meets the dream killer. Yeah, you could do that. And then MVP. Part of me wants to give it to Angela, just because I love her her screams. It, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. And mm, it's hard. Sean and Angela are difficult to choose between because mm-hmm. sean like drives the whole thing yeah but angela just like you know so the most good. valuable part of the episode is the screams she's the scream yeah, queen she's the scream queen that's I'll why they're the queen, queen. Yeah. yeah queen of the screams and angela is the mvp we did it we gave it to angela she deserves it i think she deserves it those are those are great screams she, really though very good all right there yeah. it is we did it double tens boy meets dream killer and angela as mvp We've, we have wandered and pondered how we would do, and then there was Sean, and we just did it like a normal episode. Yeah. And Turns out fine. there's not that much to talk about in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. Sean's psyche. Yeah. So just a little bit, but it's not nothing that hasn't been touched on before, I feel like. No. <laughs> Apparently, Feeney's great loathing for Sean. Oh, yes. That <laughs> hasn't really been talked about, and it's a bit surprising to, to hear. But what can you do? Um, yeah, I don't know if there's really a lot else to talk about this week. Yeah, probably not, except for no sleep. Sleep. Tell Bobka. No. No. Sleep. Sleep. Tell Bobka. That's right. It's a chant initiated, uh, yeasty boys, where we talk all about that good, good bread. And that's not a metaphor or a euphemism. No, no, it's we're not talking bread. about money. We're talking about bread. This week in particular, we're talking about pretzels. <sighs> I love pretzels. Um, As you all know, uh, tomorrow is my two-week anniversary of getting married. Congratulations to me. Um, But last week, I did the very traditional going on my honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Very traditional. Very traditional. So on chance. <laughs> um. And while I was there, I had some good, good bread. And it was mostly pretzel. Good. Pretzels are delicious. Um, I didn't hate it. Um, so let me tell you about some bread. Okay. Um, 
the very first night that my new wife and I were at Mackinac Island, Michigan, um, beautiful place. Look it up. We noticed that there were a lot of like kind of pub restaurants around mm-hmm. um and we just kind of picked one it's called the broken spoke Ooh. um and we just kind of picked it and went inside and we dug the vibe so we went in and we sat down and on the shareable was a um a appetizer called pretzel loaves and mm-hmm. cheddar ipa soup Ooh. mm-hmm pretzel loaves and cheddar ipa soup to quote leonardo dicaprio you had my attention but now you have Um, curiosity it was for lack of a better word amazing sounds amazing um it was three um pretzel loaves yeah probably five-ish inch a very plump uh loaves of pretzel i would hope they'd be plump um that were just delightful just delightful and salty and then it literally had the consistency of soup but it was like this this beer cheese and it was incredible absolutely incredible um later that week we would go to a fancier dinner um just to kind of fancy it up she wore a sundress and i wore well pretty much what i always wear (laughs) nice classic Uh, and uh, we went to this fancy restaurant and um, pretzels and cheese was on the menu. The same island. And we were like, oh, it was so good last time. Let's get it again. Um, and we were so disappointed because it was like pretty good, normal, soft pretzels and like mm-hmm. kind of some basic queso. So I couldn't even eat it. Yeah. Um, Bummer. And we did you go back to the so broken spoke? That, that next night we went to the broken spoke <laughs> to get pretzel loaves. And beer cheese. Yum. That sounds delightful. Cheddar IPA soup. Cheddar IPA soup. Um, Different than beer cheese. Yeah. It really was, though. It had the consistency of soup, and it almost gave you the feeling of, like, a warm, like, summer squash soup. Mm, I love that. But it didn't taste like that at all. It just kind of had that, like... Consistency? That not that consistency, but also kind of like maybe that like aftertaste or hint of uh-huh. just like a of just like a soup. It really was more like a soup than it was a dip, mm-hmm. but it was meant to dip this these pretzel loaves. Yes. So, so if you're ever in Mackinac Island, everyone, the broken spoke. The you broken heard it here first. Spoke. Uh, uh, pretzel loaves and cheddar IPA soup. Hmm. Wonderful. Um, I actually kept the soup. And dipped my fries in it in my in the for the rest of the meal and did not regret yeah, it for a second. It sound like it could be bad. Nope, it was great. Wonderful. Well, that's all for um, Yeasty Boys. Do we sing it again? Yes. Okay. No. No. Sleep, sleep till, till babka. babka. No. Sleep, sleep till, till babka. babka. So we're remote. If you didn't pick up on that earlier, and it makes singing and. Um, synchronized fashion really hard you know we're just doing it we're just yeah we're just living the dream we're just, we're just doing it we're just being real good friends best friends some might say and the just enjoying hanging out just hanging out singing real, about babka and talking about having fun on on geesty boys yeah and talking about pretzels because we love pretzels i love pretzels i don't really like crunchy pretzels all much. Like no they're okay dots pretzels are good dots pretzels are so good we're not in yeasty boys we're out of yeasty boys another time <laughs> come back next time to hear us talk about dots pretzel maybe not 
because we'll have a guest. Um, I do just want to recommend a book to everyone because I just finished it. Uh, it's Legends so good. Um, Legends and Lattes. Um, it's just high fantasy meets cozy coffee shop, literally. But it is just really good. Just now, a very, I, very I keep good hearing book. good things. Um, people just say it's really short. It is really short. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it just it's very pleasant. It's just hard to fit in. I've got all these big books. I'm about to start Mistborn again, so I'm ready for Mistborn Second Era Book Four. Mm-hmm. That's coming in November. Yep. Um, it takes like listening to it. It says it takes about six hours, so you could just squeeze it in. Maybe I can. I just it's finished Stormfront to get again for the first time. Ooh, again, again for the first time. Wait, yes. After how many times? Who knows? Nine or ten. <laughs> It's a, good, it's a good read too but legends and lattes absolutely wonderful agreed i mean i haven't read it but i'm i've i, I hear nothing but good things nor should you um, all right all right but that's all that i've got i think that's all i've got i don't think we have any listener stuff to get to no. um i think agent silva um posted some stuff about lauren just about kind of the same journey we went on let me let me pull it up and read it real quick. Do, do, do. Um, after we posted the episode this week, um, he said, having rewatched this episode and the Lauren saga as a whole, I've done a complete 180 on my view when it comes to Corey and Lauren versus Cody and Topanga. He corrects that later to Corey. Um, if anything, I feel like Corey would be happier with Lauren than Topanga. They always seem to have stupid fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then work it out without without Corey having learned much of a lesson, even as an adult. Um, and as for Eric, don't forget he becomes the mayor of Saint Upid Town. Saint Upid Town. It's true, he does. Um, still think he should have become a teacher, but it is funny that he becomes the mayor of something called Saint Upid Town. Saint Upid Town. Stupid town. Uh-huh. Um, and I really appreciate um Trenton Black on Twitter um for really just vibing with our uh Lauren is the Satan theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I posted some stuff just today. Mm-hmm. And he's where like, Sean yes. says it's crying it's rainy because God is crying. And then Lauren says she loves the rain. So I Sean, mean, our fourth wall aware person, knows that it's raining because God is crying mm-hmm. and Lauren loves the rain and puts Corey in her jacket. Yeah. I mean, game set match. Am I right? Yeah. So I'm just saying we, we cracked the code on who our good pal we Lauren did. is. It's not just noise. No, it's, it's there. Not. The threads are there. We're just pulling them out. You know, what means world is less um, reviewing a story made up by man and more reviewing the, the images we get to get from this other dimension that, everything really happens in mm-hmm. i think so it has to be yeah so we're just uh the keepers of these sacred images yep but on that note mm-hmm. that's all i've got that's all i've got so from all of us here at boy meets world fever so long world so long world so long world